Coming up on this week's episode, we begin with dancing hamsters, household vermin, and how to torture your enemies. Then we get into the week's tech news, including all the hype around the new PS5 and how Facebook is censoring you at work. Stick around, it all starts right now. This is Don't Panic, episode number 278, recorded June 15th, 2020, The Roach Coach. Hello, everybody. Welcome to this episode of Don't Panic, the investigative podcast that looks into missing commercial mascots. This time, we're <laughs> looking into the... They, they got on the scene in 2010 and disappeared in 2016. This week, finding the Kia Soul dancing hamsters. I'm joined, as always, by Dan Miller and Colby Rabidou. Gentlemen, where do we begin this mystery? <laughs> oh, boy. Remember, remember those? I don't know why I thought of that. Do you remember those stupid commercials? Oh, yeah. I think of that commercial every time I see a Kia Soul. I mean, it like, worked. Oh, right. I guess that's the point, right, of the commercials? It's it's. So, I don't know. I feel like... I don't know. Like, is that the point? Wouldn't you want like me to think of the Kia Soul in situations where I wasn't looking at a Kia Soul already? Well, here's the crazy thing. So I may have spent like 15 minutes before the show tonight watching all of the Kia hamster commercials on YouTube. And actually, the very first ones make sense. Dan looks confused like he has no idea what we're talking about. You, do you remember Google the car commercials it. with the big dancing hip hop hamsters with the car? OK. Anyway, the very first Kia Soul hamster commercial had a bunch of hamsters just in wheels, just like moving in place, you know, kind of like as all the other cars. And then the Soul drives up with the hamsters in it. And it's like, oh, it's a new way to go. You're not running it. Like it was a, the ad made sense. And then by the end of it, they were like dancing to like party rock with the robots. And it just was very confusing. So. Weird. I've never heard. Anyway. Never heard of this. Great way to start this the show. Yeah, this was like from our youth. Well, they ran they ran those ads for like six years, and they were, they had they did a Super Bowl spot with the with the dancing hamsters. Oh yeah, I believe that was yeah. the one with LMFAO's uh, "Party Rock Anthem" in it. <laughs> nice. Party Rock is in the house tonight. Okay. Oh yeah. Speaking speaking of rodents. Ooh. Yesterday, last night, approximately this time. I was, ta- I was talking to my mom on the phone and I was staring out my window and I turned around to see a, a larger than I thought existed in this part of the world cockroach in the middle of the kitchen floor. Just like staring back at me. <laughs> Motherfuckers. So I murdered it with, with a, a magazine. I rolled it up. I whacked it. It was super crunchy. It's splattered everywhere. There was a lot of splatter. Splatter. Uh, you just went full force, just obliterated it. Yeah, because it started like when I started going at it, it started running away, and it, it was too big to be going into my bedroom. Mm. Um, so that's that's like the new anxiety that I'm living with, like trapped in my tiny apartment, like knowing that under like just behind the walls, there are like pretty big cockroaches. I yeah, I fully understand this anxiety. In fact, uh, <clears throat> when I I moved this weekend to move the rest of my stuff, yeah, and I went back to the apartment that I haven't spent more than uh, sixteen hours at over the past four months, <clears throat> and I found a a a new 
uh, trail of uh, mouse poop all along all of the walls. Uh, <laughs> and but that the difference between this time and the last time was I had to spend the night there this time because the movers are coming the next day. So like I a hundred percent understand your anxiety, Colby. Um, yeah, I don't have uh, I don't so. I don't either. So much of this feels like anecdata. I don't know if any of this stuff works. The thing that I found to kind of work is uh, there's absolutely no food that is not inside of at least two containers. So, like, food is in a container in the refrigerator or in a container in the cabinet. Um, and again, the, like, I thought I was so surprised. I was like, what? Like, the only food left here are spices. Like, there's just, like, a spice cabinet. No. There is a long-forgotten bulk bag of M&Ms on the top back of the refrigerator. And they chewed through the bag like and got the to them. M&Ms. In um, the... Re- oh, like, on top of the refrigerator. On top of the yeah. refrigerator, yes. Uh, but aren't, aren't... Like, I, I... Since instituting that policy, I hadn't had... Hadn't had any mice and hadn't had any cockroaches. But aren't, like your city-dwelling rodents supposed to be, like, Pizza Rad and the pigeon with the cigarette. Like, aren't they supposed to be fun and, like, your friend? Well, it's like... Or does Hollywood it's romanticize like, that? <laughs> right. It's like most... All the people in the world, right? Like, yeah, a couple of them are cool and friendly, but, like, mo- most of them are terrible. Wow! <laughs> You're just trying to eat your food. I don't know. Harsh. The, 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 the biggest thing I deal with here um, is my house is just an insane magnet for spiders. Hmm. Uh, not, not necessarily huge ones, but decent-sized ones, and they'll, just you'll just turn, they'll just be up on the ceiling, or they'll just be on the floor. One jumped on me in the shower one time. Um, that was that was very well you know what it is and i'm like i try and be mr nice guy with the spiders because they're an important part of our ecosystem so usually i'll just like let them live and they'll just kind of go away i mean they're not really causing a hassle um and this one was on the ceiling in my bathroom and i'm like i'm just gonna leave it and ignore it and what did he do he crawled right above me in the shower and he jumped on my back that son of a bitch he stabbed me in the back I was really mad about that. Did he pay for that transgression with his life? Oh, I drowned his ass in the shower. He went right down the drain. No mercy. (laughs) Oh, in in your dirty bathwater, too. That's a pretty... Straight uh, to the sewer, where he belongs. That's a tough end. I was not happy about that. That's what he deserved. Now, Colby, I think the real question everyone's asking about (laughs) your story that that really just, I think, puts a pin in it is, is what magazine did you hit him with? Mm. It was it was actually a, a copy of Bon Appetit. Oh, is, <laughs> topical, fancy. Yeah, like surprisingly topical for this for this moment. Um, I don't know if that's poetic in some way. Perhaps oh, unclear, but it's poetic it, on multiple it, levels. I think. It, yeah, <laughs> it worked pretty well. So, yeah, the good news is. Allegedly, according to our our building handbook, the the management company deals with all extermination costs because, you know, I guess it's like the whole building's problem. So Makes sense. I don't know. I'm tomorrow. I'm gonna call professionals 
and hopefully they will deal with this and I'll never have to think about it again. Got to get your money's worth out of those HOA fees. I probably will have to think about it. Right, right. (laughs) Yeah, I'll have to think about it all the time. But, yeah. See, I'm surprised. Like, I, I don't know. I, I'm very curious what they will say because my the impression I got having never talked to an exterminator, but the impression I got in New York is that one cockroach is below the level of like, you know, if if the exterminators went out for every time someone reported one cockroach, they'd never do anything at all. Um, <clears throat> but maybe I'm yeah. wrong. But this, but see, now we're setting up like a sitcom level plot where Colby like calls them and they say, no, one cockroach is enough. And he's like, damn, what am I going to do? I know I'll buy a hundred cockroaches, <laughs> put them in my apartment and then they'll have to come. And then hilarity ensues. Now, Actually, spe- speaking of buying cockroaches and also like vaguely tech news related, did you see the story today about the like six eBay employees who were fired? Colby, no, for, like, I, I did not for, see like, this. They were fired for like harassing this this like old massachusetts couple who had written like a critical post about ebay or something and like they like mailed them all kinds of like crazy shit like they mailed them live cockroaches and like it says uh, disturbing deliveries that included a box of live cockroaches, a bloody pig mask, and a funeral wreath. The employees also allegedly sent anonymous threatening messages and traveled to Massachusetts to conduct covert surveillance of the victims. Yeah, so what's funny uh, is that I'm very familiar with these people uh, because they would also write stories about Etsy. Um, (laughs) And so, like, I was in the eBay people's shoes. Like, you know, the these people were, they sort of have this, it, 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 I don't know if it intentionally masquerades. It's a website called ecommercebytes.com. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it kind of looks like a trade publication that was last updated in 2003. But actually, it's just completely amateurish, like, not amateurish in that it's bad, but it, there's not like they're not trained journalists or anything. They're just people who write about e-commerce stuff, um, and they would write like very critical stories about Etsy all the time, and and sellers would reference them, and uh, so like we talked about e-commerce bites all the time at work, and it like it the the gist of the story is I was thinking sitting there being like, can I imagine if if at work the director of customer support, instead of like laughing this stuff off, like, oh yeah, e-commerce price, what are you gonna do? Instead ordered us to conduct commerce surveillance and <laughs> and and uh, conspire with like the police chief. Did you see that part to like pretend to investigate us so that we could actually gaslight them even more? Like that's crazy. There's so much great and you know, I give them credit because all of this is wrong and you shouldn't do it, but if you're going to do it, these people went for it because there's more <laughs> details in the story where it says here um, they had pornography mailed to the next door neighbors, but in the couple's name, they posted on a classified eggs on Craigslist <laughs> claiming to be from the native couple, inviting singles, couples and swingers to their house for a party after 10 p.m. every night. Um, and they even <laughs> ordered a pig fetus, which was ordered, but thankfully never sent. Um, you know, you could half ass it, but. These people actually put some time and money behind this. Wow. That's crazy. I, uh, to be honest, did not read the, the entire story. So 
I didn't have very much context, but fascinating. Fascinating. Yeah, and these are like former, you know, eBay's former director of safety and security, former eBay director of global resiliency. I don't know what that means. Um, you know, these are these were important people at eBay. That's bonkers. Did, did it say like what the thing that they wrote was that like made the eBay people snap? No, because they, they write all sorts of stories. Like anytime Etsy would release any feature at all, they would write a story about it. So they basically take like your your blog and your press releases and uh right like let's see here news if we click on this ebay story do we get uh no see they don't even have tags i can't even see all their ebay stories yeah is there just... a story for uh like fast listings <laughs> that's a inside baseball shot sorry i i context clues uh <laughs> no the u.s attorney said the goal was deterring them from writing bad things online about ebay it, it doesn't really say anything specific gotcha. the real question is and again also according to the u.s attorney uh it's believed it went up pretty high in the chain within ebay like this wasn't a couple rogue employees they're they're investigating now just how far it went wow that's bonkers weird <laughs> I cannot wait for the made for TV movie about this. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Amazing. Crazy. Well, I got us to tech news. Did you guys <laughs> have anything else you wanted to talk about? Oh, in our thrilling personal lives? I don't think so, but uh, I have uh, discovered a new thought technology. Uh, that is technology related uh, in in the course of my move. So I, I found this this uh, service for um, self not self storage, but a storage service for storing like real life stuff that you have. Mm -hmm. uh, very not confusingly called store in all caps. <laughs> is that an acronym? Uh, no, um, huh. and at least not that I know of. And what they do is you say hey, I have these containers, or I want you to ship me a container, and they will like then pick up that stuff from your address, and then you can recall it by box later on at any time, and you just get charged for a month. Um, which, is, which is cool. But this got me thinking, like, there should be more services like this. There's so many things that I have that I don't always need and it would be pretty easy for me to plan when I need it. <clears throat> for example, cars. Like, I don't have a car. If I could get a cheap car and store it 100 miles away and, and like, recall and pay whatever, you know, less than New York City prices, which it can be more than $1,000 a month um, to park a car in a garage. If I could pay $50 a month, and be, and just have to make an appointment three days in advance to get my car. That'd be easy, like pfft, sold. But how many other things are like that? Uh, and like the, the advent of self-driving cars, hopefully, will will make these businesses even more uh, scalable, easier to do. Mm -hmm. um, so that that's what I've been thinking about. I've been thinking, yeah. what what things can I put somewhere else and just have someone bring me when I need them? That's cool. I would. If the price was right, I would really consider doing that. Like, Camping my, air equipment? My, my air conditioner, right? 
Air conditioning, yeah. camping, camping equipment. Camping equipment. Skis. Yes. Jinx. Yes. What Winter clothes. What about mm-hmm. bulk groceries? Like, it's cheaper to go to Costco where you can get 30, you know, so what if you could buy 100 rolls of paper towel at once and they store them and then you just get Ugh. them as you need them? <laughs> paper towel. And you're essentially, and you're just paying in advance. This is a good idea. We should quit our jobs right now and start this business. Well, Especially now, words. like, people really want to hoard toilet paper. Yeah. Toilet paper hoarding as a service. But now I'm, but now I'm thinking of the alternate dance. Let me pitch this at you. Okay. Right, because we're all—it's—it's it's not only are we in the sort of—we're in the sharing economy now. What if right. your store service that stored your stuff also gave you the option to rent out your stuff when you're not using it? <laughs> like, like you can rent Dan's lamp for three dollars a month. That's not a bad idea. Like, I don't think. For, for like the first thing that comes to mind are like some really nice niche kitchen equipment, like. We don't have room as much as we could really use. Like we would use one of those fancy KitchenAid mixers. Is that what they're called? Yeah. We would use it a couple times a year for sure. But there's no way in hell we're going to get one. Now, if if I could just say like week before, oh, yeah, next weekend we're going to do some baking. Let's get the KitchenAid. Let's get a KitchenAid. Sounds cool. cool. You'd have to maintain all that stuff, though. Yeah, Yeah, that's that's... the problem. The the nice thing about about this the like valet business is that it's everyone's individual stuff. Although, mm. yeah, not environmentally friendly to do it that way. I'm sure. <laughs> Excuse me. Can you please just bring me one book from my library? <laughs> Drive it. Well, over that's here. the other nice thing about this store NYC thing is like you, it's, you have to bring store and bring a box. So you could put a whole box, you know, with one book in it, but it would still cost you 15 bucks a month or whatever. Right. It's one one unit of store. Right. Store! <laughs> store! I think it's storenyc.com. If anyone I was going to say, just calling it store is, has to be the worst SEO name. Like, how do you ever find that? Yeah, right. I don't know. Like, how would you Google for this service that we're... I tried it in all... I tried typing store in all caps. It did not help. <laughs> oh, wait. It does stand for something, Sean. Are you ready? Yes! Savings, trust, options, reliability, and combo breaker, ease of use. Oh, it's a, it's a real CVS of a name. I love that. <laughs> That's awesome. Clearly thought of the word first. Um, That's great. I like it. That's a fun idea. All right, I'm I'm ready for tech. I really want this. <laughs> uh, I mean, Colby. To be, to be completely honest with you, Colby, if if you set a limit to how often you needed your stuff, you can pay me to store it in my basement, and I'll just drive <laughs> it out to you and buy. Like like if your air conditioners, like you just took them like twice a year, once there and once back, you can store them in my basement. I don't care. That's fine. Fifty bucks a month. 50, All right. Hey, hey man, we'll that's good Denny's. money. All right, I will once once uh, like October rolls around, I will I will consider that. You give me a call. All right, I like it honestly because I actually I just rented a storage unit for my sort of in between houses, um, and it's got extra space in it, so it'll pay for itself. I'll just throw some of Colby's crap in there, and uh, it's good. What a bargain! Perfect. All righty, Dan, you want to talk about tech news? We got some in here for you. Well, you guys are 
Checking out what's hot this week. Uh, I want to thank everybody watching us live right now at facebook.com slash don't panic show. We're live Monday nights about 10 15 Eastern over there. Make sure you go and check it out. Join us, interact. If you post in the comments, we'll be watching throughout the show. You can also call into the show. Uh, the phone number somehow still works 508 644 tech. That's 508 644 8324. We will answer your call live on the air. <laughs> Why I don't know, but we will. Um, that being said, guys, what is story numero uno? I think we have to talk about the PS5 stuff. You know what, Dan? Which, I agree. On. We teased it last week, uh, and the news is here. PlayStation 5, um, a big announcement. You know, it's been interesting. Both this and the Xbox Series uh, X have both been um, kind of staggered rollouts where they're kind of teasing little bits as time goes on. We still didn't learn the cost. We still didn't learn the exact launch date, though they are saying holiday. Um, but we did learn a few things. So let's go through what we did learn about the PlayStation 5. First, with the hardware. Um, we got to look at what the design is. I'll put it up on the screen here for folks watching the video to check out. Um, it is a white and black design. It matched, uh, we talked, I don't know if we talked about the new controller on a, a couple episodes ago, but it, it matches that same white and black style. Uh, it's designed to stand vertically, though you can have it horizontal. Um, and there will be two versions. Um, the traditional PlayStation 5, which will have a 4K Blu-ray drive, and what they are calling the digital edition, which will not have a disk drive, optical drive included. Um, a lot thinner, uh, and I'm assuming lower price, um, though they haven't mentioned pricing yet. Uh, it uh, it has a USB-A and USB-C ports on the front of the device, and on top of it will be some vents for uh, heat dissipation. Um, in addition to the hardware of the actual console, they announced some accessories that will be going with it, a dual-lens HD camera for streaming, uh, a dual-sensed uh, controller charging station, a Pulse 3D wireless headset, and a media dedicated media remote. So, one of the original Don't Panic Dan predictions. Uh, consoles coming out without CD drives, or DVD drives, or whatever. Yeah. Optical media. Finally happened, kind of. I'll claim that one four years later. Or <laughs> more. Seven years later, I think. Uh, I think it makes a ton, a ton of sense. I, I would be curious at this point... I would be curious. I don't know. Like maybe it's higher than I thought. What percentage of people buy physical games? Well, you know, it's really interesting, uh, and I don't have the exact article in front of me, so I can't quote you numbers. But um, Xbox at one point had either considered or actually did um, roll out a version of the Xbox One without a disk drive, and it wasn't particularly successful uh microsoft basically came out and said customer it was confusing in the market customers weren't really demanding it um and there will be an optical drive only version of the xbox series uh 10 when it comes out um the interesting thing is uh both playstation and xbox have been clear that all of the games moving forward even if you pop a disc into there will be offloaded off of the disc and onto the hard disc. It will never <laughs> read game data off the disc because they're all about these high speed SSDs included. So, oh, great. so honestly, the big issue you're going to have is when you go to download a 150 gigabyte game over your internet connection is really the only sort of difference. I, I don't know what the, while we're talking, I'm going to Google what the storage capacity of a 4k Blu-ray disc is. I think it's like, yeah, 100-ish gigabytes. Um. And I, but I think the way that some of these games work now is that 
the game is uh, compressed on the disc. I don't, I don't know if you've seen this, but now you'll get games and then there'll be an install step, like right. even today after you uh, you put a disc in and boot it up. Well, and also even downloading. All, and all games these days have downloadable updates or add-on packs or maybe it's just the base version of the game that's on the disc yep. and you download additional packs. According to Wikipedia, uh, the maximum size Ultra HD Blu-ray is 100 gigabytes. Um, so, yeah, I think I think that's going to be really interesting to see what the price difference is. I, I saw somewhere the price difference would be 50 bucks, and I was like, I'm, like why would I get that then? If it's only a fifty dollar price difference, it's like the it's like the Kindle, the ad free Kindles. Like, oh, the ad, the ad free Kindle is thirty dollars more. It's like, uh, okay, I'll get the ad free one. Um, but then I, because I was thinking, if I got this, I presumably I wouldn't have the PS4 still hooked up, and then I wouldn't have a Blu-ray player. Right. Not that I like really use Blu-rays that often, but I I do occasionally use them. But then that got me thinking. And Sean, I think you'll know the answer to this. What is the story with Blu-ray, Blu-ray and 4K right now? Like my Blu-ray movies from 2017 are not 4K. Correct. Uh, do the Blu-ray movies you get now are they 4K, or is there yet another format that now you this Ultra HD format that you have to get to get 4K on the Blu-ray, or do, is that just not a thing right now? Uh, it's actually called Green Ray. <laughs> <laughs> That would be fun. I'm waiting for the environmentally friendly version of Blu-ray to be called Green Ray. That would be fun. Uh, no, the it, it is a it's unfortunately a totally different technology, a different disc, a different reader. So, you know, they, now there are to be fair, there are Blu-ray players that will upscale your traditional Blu-ray to theoretical 4K. But to get it in actual native 4K format, you need a 4K disc inside of a 4K player. And so all the discs you've already bought garbage too bad it, it is unfortunate huh. and, and you know the, my personal thought on it is i don't think they'll ever get i think 4k blu-ray is kind of the end of the physical disc and i don't think they'll get people to i mean i i don't even know if you can make an argument that regular blu-ray has been a runaway success in the way dvd was so i, I think I, I think dan if you're the kind of person who has a massive blu-ray collection does it make sense to toss in an extra 50 or 100 bucks to get a disc drive on this sure uh, but I, I think it's an interesting point for the average person with a good internet connection. I, I don't, I don't actually know if you need the disc drive. I, I don't think there's any other advantages other than being able to play Blu-ray movies. But can you get 4k Blu-rays right now? Yes, yes but oh, okay. not, not, it's sort of like those early Blu-ray days where it's select titles and it's, but they are becoming more common. They are becoming more okay. common. Weird. Uh, yeah. Let's see, what else is there to talk about? Oh, Colby. Now, will all the games I've downloaded from the PlayStation Store work on this new PlayStation? That's a really great question, and one we kind of have an answer to. Um, I saw a great chart uh, that put the PS5 and the Xbox Series 10 side by side. Uh, the Xbox Series X or 10, I'm going to keep mixing those up, um, plays essentially all Xbox One and pretty much all 360 games. Uh, the PS5 has claimed that they will play a majority of PS4 games without specific titles listed. I don't like that. I don't like the sounds of that. Uh, if I had to guess, it'll probably lean towards the more recent ones because I think uh, 
what was it that like there's a bunch of games coming out this summer that have announced that they will be like day one PS5 games. Uh, and I, I don't remember if maybe it was the case that like all of the like PS plus free games or, or something, I forget, but uh, it, it sounds to me like the way that that's worded is that there's something they've added to the way that you make PS4 games such that it makes it possible to run on a PS5 that was not always there. Mm. Um, so it's probably possible that one could update one's game to work on PS5, but that a game that came out in 2014, maybe not. Yeah, they use the term overwhelming majority of the 4,000 plus PS4 titles, and they say almost all of the top 100 PS4 titles. Well, I, yeah, I think that's pretty good. But they also claim that they're expecting backwards compatible titles will run at a boosted frequency on the PS5 so they can benefit from higher or more stable frame rates and potentially higher resolutions. Certainly and, better loading times. Well, yeah, and they even say we're evaluating games on a title-by-title -title basis to spot any issues that need adjustment from the original software developers. So even old games may be tweaked to look better um, on the new platform. Yeah, something I was I was reading about the other day, which is, is interesting. Um, as someone who now kind of my job is to make software that runs on people's laptops, there is a new kind of problem that you have in that area where like everyone's laptop is different so like some people have really slow laptops some people's laptops they don't have any disk drive space left and all these things affect performance but video game consoles are designed to not have these problems like everyone has the exact same thing you like you can't slow like the, the it's designed such that unlike windows if you have a full disk like you're not swapping things out and slowing your computer right it's, it's very uniform uh, but what that means is, as a game developer, you can mask, like, a bunch of problems because, like, all PS4s are this fast slash this slow, so you won't have problems where, like, if it's too fast, now two things load at the same time and they cause some bug that never happened because there no PS4 is fast enough to do that. Hmm. So I could see that you would have... Yeah, you would have to actually test games because... Uh, one benefit of being a game developer is that you only are probably running your game on one to three different kinds of hardware, at least for consoles. Interesting. Hmm. Uh, yeah, I don't know if that's true. Seems to make sense to me. It's like the difference between writing software that runs on people's phones and writing like cloud software that runs on the cloud. Like, oh, it's in the cloud. Like, you can kind of assume a bunch of things. It'll be you know, fast, the, the CPU will be fast enough. Whereas, like, you write an iPhone, it's like, oh, like, how does this work on an iPhone 6S? Uh, hmm. not, not, it's not a question you have to ask for a PS4 <laughs> oh, I never thought about that. Hmm. The things you learn. Yeah. Um, one other interesting thing about the PS5, and I don't know if you guys saw this, it's the, the next link down in the rundown, is the size of it. Uh, in the announcement, they never showed it next to other things or showing the exact dimensions of it. Uh, but some sleuths online have done what I consider to be actually pretty impressive using the standard size of a USB port and a disk drive. They were able to put it against the sizes of other consoles. This thing is a beast. They're estimating about 14 inches tall. If you remember the original PS3, which was one of the chunkiest consoles I can remember, this thing is bigger than that. Yeah. 
I love this chart of them all side by side where you're like, holy crap, this thing, you better have a big media console for this. <laughs> yeah. So uh, on, on the, uh, the physical box itself, what's the point of the vertical consoles? It seems to me worse. And it, like, I would never want it to be vertical. Like, every situation I've ever had where I've had a TV, it would have been better if it were horizontal. But maybe I'm missing something. I guess if you didn't have a media console and your TV was just on the floor, it might be nice to put it vertically. Yeah. I think I don't have, like, a full media console. And I don't like I if I got this, I would probably have to put it vertically because I don't know if I have enough room on my my table to do this. Something that quite that large horizontal. But you have the PS4 on there. Yeah. It, OK, so it just barely fits. It's... Yeah, it's I guess I could move. I have like some plants on that table, too. I guess I could get rid of the plants. But <laughs> what a metaphor. <laughs> destroying life <laughs> exactly for fake life yeah i agree with you dan it is it is and, and there's been multiple generations where they've done this is the, the ps3 the, the ps3 was like this but i feel like uh, everyone uh, eventually just put them down horizontally right. like i feel like it never lasted but this one it my my only speculation on this is because it has such directional cooling fins that shoot out the top i just wonder if there is a distinct heating advantage to it shooting out vertically that's my only thought other than they just think it looks cool vertically now the xbox what is the xbox x is that what it is it's the series x or the series 10 i still don't know which anyways the new xbox yes. can you put that horizontally yes you can oh, okay interesting but it is designed to be vertical the fridge, as they call it. Yeah, I guess I could see that. From what I know about how you cool computers, that makes sense. Well, but, heat rises, so, you know, you push it out right, the top. So you, you, right, you pull in the cool air from the bottom and you push it out at the top. Um, but it just, I don't know. <laughs> Who is the PlayStation's, like, knockoff Johnny Ive guy? Oh, like, is this for the video? I just started the video that's like the Verge's PS5 Supercut one, and it's like it starts with this like British guy that's like British and like welcome to the PS5 aluminium. <laughs> <laughs> it is very white, which is kind of odd for PlayStations. They've usually historically been black in color. It's a bit of a divergence. Maybe they saw the giant black obelisk that was the Series X and said, we're going to go in a different direction. <laughs> I, I like it being different. I think it looks sexy. I mean, I think it's a good, honestly, like if there is something I would put like right next to my TV in your consistent eye line, like it's a good looking piece of equipment. But I also like the minimalist nature of the Series 10, you know, of the new Xbox. I, I think they're right. both interesting looking devices. Yeah, I think they both look good. It's funny to look back at the Xbox 360 and be like, ooh, that was <laughs> of an era. <laughs> yeah, that's true. 
just just quickly a couple other things announced at this that may be interesting a lot of game announcements um for some reason they were we should be excited that grand theft auto 5 is coming to ps5 despite the fact that game came out in 2013 so you can think about that uh, yeah, which is, it was like part of this big announcement. I'm like, mm, okay, I guess people are still playing it. Uh, but we are getting a new Spider-Man game, Spider-Man Miles Morales, uh, which will be a stand- a brand new standalone Spider-Man game. Uh, we're also getting a new Gran Turismo. Um, and you guys are both uh, Horizon Zero Dawn fans, correct? Yes. Oh, mm-hmm. we're getting a sequel, baby, for the PS5. Horizon oh, yeah. Forbidden mm-hmm. West that continues the story of the original game as well. Is it going to uh, come out for PS4 too? I wouldn't get your hopes up. <laughs> God damn it. That's like the you. one thing they could have gotten me with. <laughs> but, you know, that game's going to look really good with all that ray tracing and all those hertzes and. Yeah, it's going to hurt my bank account. <gasps> oh, God, why... oh, boom. <laughs> Is that why Hertz is having a bankruptcy sale? <laughs> <laughs> PlayStation took them all. Yeah, PlayStation took all the Hertz. <laughs> Uh, yeah, and, and the, I, you know, keep going, but the, the only game I saw that I was excited about, I think I was excited about Horizon Zero Dawn, but the only one that looked interesting is like, oh, this is what, this is what this can do is this, uh, I've never played a Ratchet and Clank game, but the, the, well, the demo that they showed off, uh, it was actual gameplay and they showed how like you could instantly teleport between whole worlds. So you could go from like future world to medieval world instantly, no load times. Uh, and you like walk through these portals and you look in the portal, you can see future world and you step in and you're in future world. I was like, okay, that's cool. Like it's not a cutscene. It's not like you're, you're going through a little wormhole for 20 seconds <laughs> as the game loads. It's like, Oh, nope. You're just there. It's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, we may see the end of those screens with, like, the quick tips on them. Oh, man. How, how will you learn the tips, then? <laughs> it's a good they'll question. Actually, they'll actually have to teach you how to play the game while you're playing the game. Weird. Press the select button to access the menu. Oh. I do wonder if no loading times would make me want to play games anymore. Because, like... One surprising thing about this quarantine is, like, I have not wanted to play games at all. That is very surprising. Yeah. Doesn't It doesn't add up. Like, it's not what one would expect. But. My big thing is the um, they released a trailer for NBA 2K21, which is... They're not they're not going to be fun anymore out of 2K20, uh, 2K21. Uh, and the footage looks annoyingly realistic and that is one of my things is is each year as they update the maddens and the nbas and these games is like how upsettingly realistic can these get each year and i just find it fascinating so i am looking forward to like now we finally have the technology to make the players look unattractively realistic so (laughs) this is this is going to be fun to watch did you see those stories about uh, was it uh, European football FIFA using the FIFA games to generate crowd noise for mm-hmm. actual in-person games that are being played? <laughs> That's that funny. was cool. Well, it's been a big thing. I know uh, NASCAR's been really big, where they're having all of their drivers, like with wheel, like steering wheel and pedal setups, play a racing game that they stream online. And they all play it from their homes, but it's the actual drivers driving their actual cars in the virtual environment. Um, 
which I find fascinating. And then one of the players was caught cheating, which was very funny to me. Right. Um, what a dumb thing to cheat at. <laughs> but anyhow, uh, let's see. What else? Any other uh, news stories in here worth talking about? Um, we got uh, Twitter adding a no retweet till you click the link feature. Uh, the first FDA approved video game. Uh, facial recognition tweaks uh, and what companies aren't doing when it comes to the law. Uh, Facebook uh, giving workplace owners more control over employee speech. Any of this uh, jumping out to you? Let's talk about the speech one because I, I only heard the first half of that story. Yeah, so um, you guys may be familiar with Facebook for Workplace, which is Facebook's... Uh, does, does anyone here know anybody who actually uses that? Spotify, Spotify uses that. Oh, okay. I have used it actively. Oh, neat. Okay, I have so many questions. I only know someone who works on it. <laughs> yeah. Well, I remember, so when I was working at Facebook, Workplace was like the hot new thing. And we had start, like just started using it at work internally. And I knew someone who worked on it, too. All right. I have Colby. Like, what, like, walk me through a day. Like, what is a thing that you go on do you go on to workplace for things or are you just always on workplace no it was like it was basically like email like things would get announced there like i was like in like a work so everyone at spotify called it workface for whatever reason um but so so like you were in like a workface group for like you know, your, like, super team, like, your team's org org and stuff. And, like, they would post announcements there and things. Um, And, like, you know, like, every, like, possible, like, circle of whatever company organization would post announcements on, on Workplace. And then... I guess that's pretty much it. Like, that's where they would post, like, hey, look, a new person, like, joined our, like, area of the company. Like, this is their picture and some, like, dumb things about them. So it's more of, like, a bulletin board? Um, Yes, exactly. And then, yeah. The thing is, like, everything important was also sent out as an email because, like, no one looked at Workplace actively. I see. I don't know. I I truly don't, I don't, like... I would have used it if they stopped sending us the emails, but like I had to get the, like I couldn't not use email at all. And they sent everything as an email anyways. So everything really important was sent as an email. So do you use your personal Facebook account or do you make a new one? I think you got a new one, but you could connect You got a new like company you know, it's like I think it's like you could think of it like a Slack. Uh-huh. Uh huh. I don't know what it, what a Slack things call. What's a Slack unit? A Slack. Like? Uh, a Slack unit. Yeah. <laughs> One Slack, please. <laughs> Slack group unit. Uh, I think it's like analogous to a, to a Slack team. Like you signed up with your work email, and there I think there was a way to like. I remember it asking me to connect my personal Facebook account to it. I don't recall if there was any benefit to me doing that. I feel like it was just a thing that they tried to get you to do and then it didn't do anything. Right. Um, 
but it it didn't have to be you exactly if you didn't want it to. But it wasn't. It was like a separate website. It was like Spotify.Facebook.com or something. It was not like Facebook, and it was like a totally different color. Everything was white instead of blue. Hmm. Interesting. Anyways, yeah. I think there was Messenger too. Like I think you could Messenger. That would make sense. Yeah. But that's all. Well, uh, a little bit of controversy here. Uh, Facebook for Workplace, you'll see, uh, if you use it, you'll see trending topics in your feed, similar to the social network's news feed on your personal profile. Um, recently, Facebook debuted a tool that allows admins to block certain trending topics from that feed. Uh, what was alarming is that one of the examples used to highlight this feature was the word unionize. <laughs> womp, womp. Uh, a Facebook spokesperson later said that the company has pulled any plans to roll out that feature. Um, the quote, while these kinds of content moderation tools are useful for companies, this example was poorly chosen and should have never been used. The feature was only in early development and we've pulled any plans to roll it out while we think through next steps. Uh-huh. Y- you know what this means? That was the motivating example for oh. this feature and they just stuck it in there. Everyone referred to it as like the anti-union feature. Right, Colby? Yep. And, that, and that, that becomes the thing that's it in was, all these It was examples. called, like, union busting or something. <laughs> like, Pinkerton. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Gross. Yeah. That's, that seems pretty likely. <laughs> but I do, I do feel like a... How could a... Tr- in Facebook Workplace, how could... Trending topics not end up being a bad idea. Like, what could be trending in there where you're like, oh, that's helpful? Like, oh, is it like hashtag Janet's birthday? And everyone's like, oh, great, it's trending. Like, I don't, I feel like it would just be like people complaining about stuff or like, I don't know. Yeah. Or or some sort of disaster, like fire in the warehouse. Um, I don't know. I'd be curious what stories. Colby, my impression was always uh, that this came out of a, a, I will say, somewhat misguided notion from Facebook that, like, oh, we use Facebook for work, therefore Everyone. Facebook is a good tool for work. Yeah, yeah, that that's exactly what it came out of, because we did we did use Facebook for work, um, and it was like it was okay. We didn't use email very much, which was nice. Um, and it was mostly like what Spotify used it for, but they just didn't like they they wouldn't announce stuff like they didn't send corporate company emails to like announce like, you know, this policy is changing or like you're getting new HR benefits like that was just like posted on Facebook like it only works it's only it's it only works if you don't have a second channel for the thing, right. Like, if you're all in on it, like, sure, I'm sure it's as good as anything else. Right. And, yeah, my impression was that Facebook at Facebook was, like, there are different groups for different kinds of topics, and there are joke groups and all all the classic stuff. But I think those things exist because there's only one place for it. Yeah. It was also, like, in a pre-Slack time. Right. It you know, filled a lot of the voids that people use Slack for. Um, Not that Slack is a good place for 
any of those things or mm-hmm. any better than like a you know Facebook clone is, but it that was the like fully two thirds of the content on there was like silly, silly, silly BS. But well, I, I would say in general, don't use company owned platforms to unionize employees. Yeah, right, it's a good right, general. I, I don't care if, if it's Slack or Teams or Facebook or whatever. If you're concerned that your company might not like what you're saying, don't put it on the Facebook thing. <laughs> yep. Strongly agree. Uh, I'm going to get you guys on Teams before this is all said and done. I'm jazzed about Teams. I gotta, I gotta get you guys on. You need one more collaboration app in your life. <laughs> Definitely. Does Teams have video like calls and stuff? Can we record the podcast through we, it? Uh, you know they have. I wouldn't say it's pretty damn good video chat. I'm on, I'm on Teams video chat all day long, and it's pretty good. It's pretty good. It's not spectacular, but it's pretty good. I mean, it does all the same crap Slack does. You know, it's just it's got the, the channels and the threads and the, you know, it's all the same crap. That's, but it's another app it you get to download. <laughs> so many apps. What a treat. Apps for days. Um, We certainly can do one more story unless you guys would rather move on to picks. I vote picks because I'm looking at our picks list here and it is just really exciting. Uh, once you guys, <laughs> while you guys figure out what the heck is going on, I will go first. Um, and I, I'm shocked. I actually checked the sheet. I was shocked. I haven't picked this before because I've used this app. I think since I got iOS a decade ago or however long ago that was, um, you know, it's the summertime. What's the summer known for summer storms, right? Um, interesting weather patterns. I've used an app called My Radar for a long, long time. We've talked about many weather apps here on the show before, uh, but to me, you know, a weather app will say, "Hey, it might rain today," but you can look at the radar and get a pretty good idea of what's happening around you, especially as a storm approaches. So you need a good radar app, and I've yet to find one better than My Radar. What's amazing about it is, like I said, I've used it for a long time, and it's gotten so good over the years. Like, it's really, really good. Um, they do have a free version. Uh, the pro version, which is $3.99, removes the ads, uh, which I recommend you do because I have more than gotten my money's worth out of it. But it's just, it's just a weather radar. I mean, that's literally all it does. But it's got all kinds of different layers. You can add specific storm tracking. You can add lightning strikes and all kinds of different fun stuff. You can change the colors and how it looks. It's really customizable. They actually pitch this for, like, boaters and... and um, uh, people who fly planes and like people who seriously need weather. But if you're just a casual weather fan, it's it's going to get the job done for you. So my radar uh, is the name of the app. I recommend the pro version for 399, but try it out for free and uh, and see if you like it. You describe yourself as a weather fan, Sean? Um, yeah, I think so. I'm not quite too enthusiast. Okay, but I am a fan. I do enjoy, and I am. You know what I am a fan of is is the summer downpour. I, I oh. do, you know, especially at night and the windows open and you hear the rain and a little bit of thunder in the distance like that is my like calming sounds CD noise that I love is that. Um, and so when I see a storm's coming, I'm on the radar. I'm like, it's going to be here in 10 minutes. Like I'm all <laughs> excited uh, and you can see it all for yourself on the radar. So, yeah, I do. I do enjoy checking that out. 
God, I need a life. Uh, all right, Dan, you're next uh, here geographically on the list. What do you have for us? Yeah. Uh, Whoa, look at this. Weeks, months ago, the time has stopped. I, I got an actual, my own personal actual office desk chair for the first time in my life. I went with the wire cutter pick, which I would not have done if I hadn't actually sat in this chair. I had it at a couple offices ago. They had these, so I knew I liked it. It's the steel case gesture. It's really expensive but it's super comfortable and it's something like to be able to sit in a chair when you're working from home all day and just not feel any fatigue or pain uh that's worth a lot it's it's fine if you're working from home only one day a week if you're working from home one or two days a week like that's fine i can sit in whatever uh but you know if you're working from home for four months yeah, uh, I found that you need an actual chair, uh, so that's one I found, and it's one I liked. You know, it's that I always love the old slogan back from the '50s and '60s. Nobody ever got fired for buying an IBM, is what they used to say. <laughs> yep. um, nobody ever got fired for buying a steel case. Uh, you know, you're 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 getting a good chair. Yeah, I, I like it like better than the Aeron. The Aeron chair, the fabric thing, I just don't like that. Totally uh, agree. Yeah, it's very. St- catchy yeah this is awesome so you you got the gesture in particular but i will have a link yep. to it on the website i would love to get a referral link for this <laughs> um, and just see if anyone bought a thousand dollar chair from hanging out with us <laughs> that, uh, that would be more than all the money we've made from referrals oh they would quadruple it uh cool <laughs> all righty well check that out uh colby your last what do you got nice my tech pick of the week as requested by him is Phil Lopez. <laughs> we we talked about him on the show because Matt Mariani is moving to Bridgewater, New Jersey, and then he like immediately signed it to the chat. Don't you love that? <laughs> yeah, I think he didn't call in though. This is a, he should anytime he's true. welcome anytime. And by the way, I also told Matt. I said, Matt, any Monday night. When you're just hanging around, you call in. We're all, you're always welcome. Seats always open <laughs> for you. No, I love this idea that we pick a fan and we make them the pick at the end of the episode, so they have to watch the whole episode to see if they're <laughs> the pick. That's a, that's a good gimmick. Yeah, yeah. Um, my other tech pick of the week, I think, is my 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 giant MacBook. I got one of the MacBooks that has a has an escape key. It's really big. I don't go anywhere anymore, so I haven't I haven't been bothered by it being big at all. Um, it's so much better than my work computer, which is terrible because my work computer is the computer I'm I'm doomed to work on uh, for like eight hours a day for the next two years. Um, but it's nice. I don't know. It's fast. It's. I guess I hadn't like. It had been a pretty long time since I'd gotten my a new computer, like, for myself. So, like, my work computer has always been, like, better than, like, my Mac Mini that I used to do this 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 uh, podcast on, which we all know how that ran Skype. Well, that. and then the, the I, if I recall correctly, the most recent computer you purchased was the tiny MacBook. Yeah, which was ages ago yeah. at this point. Um. So, and that was not, you know, that was never meant to be a workhorse of a computer. It was just tiny. 
Um, so yeah, it's been pretty nice. It like does things. It works. Things just go. It's a great computer. Uh, I love mine. Yeah. Yeah. It's nice. It has a lot of cores. It can do a lot of things at the same time. And you know what? One thing that shouldn't be underestimated, and this is one of the things I like about Apple, because you talked about Colby. It's a like physically it's a good size computer. I mean, it's a 16 inch. It's got size to it. But you know what I've learned from years of owning Windows laptops? This MacBook is perfectly balanced. Every Windows laptop I've had is heavier in the front than it is the back or on one corner or another, or it's it's always shaped funky or has some angle to it. Like this thing, it's it's just no matter how you pick it up, you're you're, you're never going to drop it because you know exactly what you're grabbing and picking up. Like, don't underestimate yeah. the value of that in a quality product. Yeah. One thing I do miss, though. And has been an issue more and more now that I've been like working at home is the MagSafe. I've like, I knew you were going to say that. <laughs> yeah. I, I've, I, I have not done it to this one, but like my work computer has, has been tossed multiple times now because I got like tangled up. Like my feet got tangled up in the power cord. <sighs> I had my, my first toss last week. Yep. It's, it's like so upsetting and every time like i don't even blame myself i'm just mad at apple like i don't think it's my fault frankly well you know there's there's big rumors uh not to get off topic but there's big rumors that and dan you'll love this that apple is heading towards a portless uh phone but a big part of that is going to be the uh magic connector that they've put on the ipads now uh because apparently Mm -hmm. it I don't yes. know if they can get better data or power through it or whatever the reason is. Uh, but that is more of a, a MagSafe type connection because you're not actually inserting into the device. Right. So maybe that'll work better for you. Yeah. I don't know. Sweet. All righty. Well, we'll have the link to Phil Lopez and all of our picks up on the website. Uh, you can check it out. Um, before we go, guys, this is just a night of some of the best teases we've ever had because do you guys know what next Monday is? Oh. Doosh, no. doosh, doosh, WWDC keynote. Get All excited. Right. Next Ooh, Monday, on Monday too. 1 p.m. Eastern. So we're, we're finally going to have the hot news here on the show Monday night. Hot. Instant reactions. Instantly. I, honestly, I'm kind of tempted because I can block my calendar. The, the I still think one of my favorite things I've ever done in the show was when I live streamed a keynote years ago. And yeah. I'm like, Ooh, it would be fun to do that again now that we're all yeah. home. But Gonna, I'll put like a two hour block on my calendar called focus time. You know, <laughs> I'm just saying, I'm just saying there could be a hoop. But uh, but anyway, no. Hey, look, we got a, there's going to be a ton of fun stuff in this. <laughs> um, and we're going to have all of the news and reaction next week on the show. So I highly recommend joining us live Monday night, uh, about 10, 15 Eastern at Facebook.com slash don't panic show. Because uh, you're going to want to get it all, get in the chat, hang out with us. Uh, but if you can't, we'll certainly have the episode up the next day. So that will be exciting. I also have to tease up for debate, of course, uh, because this past week we did our Rocky Five episode. And guys, you have known me for a long time and I can get animated and excited about certain things. I don't know if I've ever part of it was I was a couple beers in, uh, which is unusual. I don't drink a lot when I do the shows, but also Matt was late and I had a few beers before he showed up. But <laughs> I also had very strong opinions about how disappointed I was in that movie. And so it is one of my most animated episodes we've ever done. So I highly recommend you go and check it out. Um, it was a great one. And then this coming week, 
uh, we're doing Rocky Balboa, the 2006 film, which I am very excited about because I'm told it is much better. So um, I haven't watched it yet, but I'm very excited. So that's up for debate.tv where we get podcasts. You can check that out. Of course, this show is don'tpanic.io. Go there. Like I said, links to the picks. All the episodes are there. You can get the show wherever you get podcasts. We're on all the major platforms, video version on YouTube as well. And of course, you can follow us at Don't Panic Show on Twitter or don'tpanicshowgmail.com. That's going to wrap it up here. Don't worry. We'll be back next week. Don't worry. I promise. We'll be back. We come back every week. We're still doing it. Um, Can't get rid of us. Not a chance. If we haven't stopped by now, we're taking it to our graves. Uh, So join us next time on behalf of Colby and Dan. I'm Sean. Thanks for being here. We'll see you next time for more Don't Panic. This has been a Coffee and Beer production, executive produced by Dan Miller, Colby Rabideau, and Sean Jennings. To learn more, visit coffeeandbeer.tv.